3: I swear to God, Adam, you better not. You better not. Watch this. I'm watching, man. I'm watching. I'm watching you like a hawk. I'm watching you like a hawk. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMN Nuggets Podcast. Let's, Let's
2: go, go. Oh. Dev. Likes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you gotta shut up. Is that, is that the new like eagle screeching? <laughs> it's gotta be. You gotta keep oh, doing no. that forever, Dev. Promise me you'll do that forever. Dev Likes.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> <Dev> God, <laughs> dude. I actually think I would perish on this.
3: <laughs> it's like he's like Baby Yoda or something. He he's going to turn into or Borat soon. my thing. way. Yeah. Like a thing
2: where you're like, oh, God.
3: <laughs> uh, we're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up and gamble along with us. Whatever it is you want to gamble along with. I've got the homies with me, man. i got the squad with me today. Over here, the
0: man with the wind in his hair, the beautiful one, the mm. Harrison Wind. It's Rocky Hour, fellas. <laughs> is it really? Where's it Ro- at? It's Rocky Hour. <laughs> it is midnight, actually. You're right. It is midnight. Do we have? It's uh-
3: right there, man. Crack it open, man. We just got back from a great dinner. You got a oh us- boy,
0: oh boy, man. Uh, Another just great dinner with the fellas. <laughs> Another great dinner with the fellas. Over here. Ah. I got, Thank you, Cal. I've
2: got the swollen one. It's D line. <laughs> that's true. I uh, that's it uh, could be applied to any one of us. Uh I'm happy to carry that mantle. Let's go, guys. Uh let's drink Rocky. What what are we uh, doing? let when, when in Rome. When, when in Rome get uh dangerously drunk, is that yeah. the saying?
3: Yeah. I wouldn't say you're gonna get drunk, but you might, you know,
1: share a beverage a little bit just to uh talk a little more clearly. Over here. <laughs> Dev likes. I'm in another um country with my fellas. Um I'm at home uh, with my boys. So of course it's a great night. I'm ready for uh, for the show. What's it like to be the most popular man in the world, Dev? I'm the most popular band in Belgrade, <laughs> maybe <laughs> in the world though. I don't know. Maybe like in Eastern universe. Europe. It's been it's been awesome in the you Balkans. Know? Um, my my uh, my brothers that I've always been happy for. They're um, not as excited for me um, <laughs> to have this type of um, you know. Back
0: uh, home, you're not feeling the love. No, nah, no. He's it's, talking about not, us I'm on talking this about panel. You guys. Oh, yeah, that's who he's talking about. We're <laughs> okay. not excited for his newfound I, fame.
1: I definitely love apparently. it. I definitely love it because I'm I'm with my people and my people love me. I love them.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm
3: very, very happy for you. <laughs> I'm
1: actually...
2: I, I'm i part of the first part. I'm not happy for him at all. Yeah.
3: And, and
1: you guys can catch us tomorrow. We're going to be on
3: N1, I think, in the morning. We'll be on RTS, I think, in the afternoon. So you never know. You Turn on your televisions. Turn on your YouTube. Turn on everything. Open up the papers. We'll be there. Um, guys, before we get started, though, I do want to remind you that we have a meetup tomorrow. I mean, of course, tomorrow is our last day in Belgrade. Can you believe it's already the last day? It's simultaneously <sighs> been the fastest flown by.
2: And also... We've been here a long time. A long time, yeah. We, we've taken up residence in that. Uh, I, I don't remember t- time any time before this, right? I, really, I don't remember <laughs> really any time
0: before this. It's going to uh, be tough going back to the real world after see, this. See, the
2: difference between us is that I've been doing work for Denver at 3 a.m. Let's yeah. see this all time. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: that explains. But I do
3: want to tell you guys. You can throw this tweet. Uh, Kel, can you find the tweet with the uh, with the information here and throw it up tomorrow? We are going to be doing a meetup, and we had to change location. This is an emergency announcement. Too many people coming. Too many people coming. Also, we had to move it earlier. Some people are like, "Hey, that's not enough time. We want to. Be, we yeah. want more time." <laughs> Four thirty is when we're ki- kicking things off tomorrow at. Oh my god, I can't believe I have to read something here. Good luck. P- Pivo Pia. Pivo Pia. Throw it up on the screen. So sure. Yeah. Go ahead and look up.
1: Pivopia, that's where we're gonna be. Um, Let me give it every intonation. Pivopia. Pivopia.
2: I'm excited. (laughs) Like,
1: really, I'm excited for the meetup. uh, To to meet up with some people that we didn't get to see the first time, and then also I know that there's gonna be people that are coming from that that we just met. Yeah. um, And now they're gonna be like these are these are our brothers. So like now they're gonna meet new friends. So I'm excited about that that portion of
3: it. Yeah, man, I'm I'm so excited for it. At four thirty, if you're not gonna get there at four thirty, don't don't worry, we're gonna be there. Oh, we're yeah, going to be yeah, there yeah. all the time. I think we'll probably head to the arena around 7.15. I don't know. Whenever people say, hey, it's probably time to head to the arena, it'll probably be 7.15-ish. I'm, I'm, I've asked some people, how early do you have to get there? So we'll be there for quite a long time. Uh, you can come talk to us. Come do a meet and greet. Meet each other. Like One wow. of the cool things, man, Like we have to leave tomorrow. Hopefully, we're back soon. Hopefully, we're back soon. We'll talk about that, I guess, tomorrow probably. as our, as our Tomorrow after the game, we'll do a wrap-up show. We'll kind of give our final farewell, and we'll talk about all those things. But... Um, you know, it's the last chance to come out and talk to us, but we hope when we're gone, our spirit lives on mm-hmm. here, here in Serbia and that you guys make some connections with each other. I know when we were at the last meetup, some people, you know, it connected some people who had never met uh, each other before. So come out tomorrow, 4.30, everything gets started. Um, have a couple drinks with us. Um Harrison, myself and RG will be covering the game so no drinks for us tomorrow night.
0: But absolutely will, not.
3: Uh, you think? No well, well, no no drinks tomorrow for us but we will be, you know, attending that event for a little bit. We'll have to leave a little bit early. But the other fellas, they're going to be attending this just as mere fans, just as mere Serbian. Me, as, as mere. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: As honorable senator, I, I, hey, I would rather you know be an honorable fan if that. means yeah, that I get rather. to have you know Rakia and, and beer with you guys before we get there. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be like, oh, I can't do that. I don't, I'm not gonna do that. Come have a beer. Yeah, now. come yeah, have yeah. Rakia with me. Vote, um, you know, Kel, RG. Like, no, RG can't go. Uh, D line too. No, no. I was gonna get to him. I'm excited for that portion at yeah, no.
3: Um, guys, we have a lot to get to. So enough for the, that was a fun intro. Let's, let's move on. Um, we have a lot to get to because we did so many things over the last few days. It's crazy. Honest to God. I, I know this. people are going to think I'm lying on this. I was choking with RG that we've been sharks since we've been here. We, if you stop moving, we'll die. <laughs> so we haven't stopped moving. Like three, four hours sleep maximum. Four hours of sleep. I'm yeah. feeling like, oh, my God, what is this, a vacation? Yeah. You know, I'm on break. We have been going nonstop, place to place to place, uh, meeting different people, doing different interviews. Harrison, myself, RG. Last, you know, little bit have really been trying to hit the gas pedal on some of these interviews for a giant project that we're we've been working on. A big documentary. That you know, what is the purpose of our trip? Why did we come out here? You know, the big purpose that I think is coming more into focus as, as we kind of get some of these interviews under our belt. The real story that we want to tell is starting to come into focus. And that'll be something that, sadly, you're probably going to have to wait six weeks or so before you see. We're pressure's on, on, RG. Pressure's on, <laughs> RG. Um, we'll be working on a really great documentary that we're excited for. Um, but, uh, you know, we've been going so fast. we've been Everything's been moving so fast. So we want to share little morsels of what we've taken away from those experiences, uh, you know, throughout this. I want to preview I had a great conversation, uh, a great conversation um, with some people earlier this week uh, in the setup to Eurobasket, setup to this game tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow things get real. We're done with the friendlies. Tomorrow's the World Cup qualifier. So um, I want to set the stage for that. But first, guys, the big news. We went to the Red Star football game uh. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> oh, Yo. man. There's little check marks along the way where you can, like, describe what the day was about. That one, like, what was Tuesday about? Red
0: Star football game. Yep. Yeah. Mostly because it took up, like, half the day. Yeah. It's a big event.
3: Dev, prior to this, what was your favorite football, or as we say in
1: America, soccer, what was your favorite football game that you'd ever attended? Attended? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I've never, that was my first time ever going to a soccer game. What? Football. Soccer. Football. <laughs> not not Serbia. It was a so- soccer ball.
3: No, <laughs> that's even worse. i seen go-
1: a soccer ball. It was not a football they were playing with. All right. Well, all right.
3: So you never had attended a soccer game?
1: Never in life. Uh, so um, throughout my, you know, last couple of years of uh, betting, I bet the over two and a half every single time. That's... <laughs> That's my bet. <laughs> the,
0: the, my man has never been to a football game. <laughs> never. Never like, in life. He's We're... bet on every single
1: one wow. over the
0: last couple. Yeah. Weeks.
1: Literally, I've never been to a, to a to a football game. Thank there you. we go. true. Yeah. That's still, true even, that's still not even right. Serbian. It's a soccer match.
2: Still- or a football match. What, what's what's at <laughs> the time here? What's <laughs> the at the time you're doing? Yeah, so
3: honestly, so your first one,
1: honestly your first one was like one of the meccas of football, it was wild, and you know, like, uh, going through like whole Twitter and everything like that, everyone is upset about me, you know, an- announcing my allegiance to being a, a Red Star soccer football Man, he's, fan. He's
0: gonna screw this up, so yeah, so, don't so, say that out loud, bro. So,
1: like, um, <laughs> like, just to let you know, people around the world or just people that are watching know, I am not a Red Star oh, fan. Oh, you just lost the few people that still loved you, but also, I, I am a Red Star Football. It was the first. It was the first time I had ever yeah. went to a game. You're digging <laughs> yourself a deeper and <laughs> deeper hole. All jokes aside, if I had went to a partisan game, uh, if I had went to yeah. a uh uh-huh. who, who was uh-huh. Rapids? If I had went uh-huh. to a Rapid game <laughs> first, my, Denver, if yes. I had went uh-huh. to L.A. Galaxy first, I would have become a fan of that team, or that's who I would have rooted for. If I went to that game last night and that was my first, who was I supposed to root for? D line, how would you rate the Pander here on a scale of one to a hundred? I mean, on a scale
2: of one to dev, like it's it's at a dev level. <laughs> you really think so? <laughs> actually, no. This topic. is actually he's cutting it. You're right. You're right. You're that right. That was a
3: horrible, horrible <laughs> job here. No, but in all sincerity, so that was your first football game you ever you've ever been to. First atmosphere. Um, did it meet expectations? Exceed them? What, what, what were you expecting going into it, and what what was it like?
1: I expected uh, madness. I expected yeah. it to be crazy. I expected passion. I expected. Um, everyone there to be like fully into the game and bought in the entire mm-hmm. time. Guess what I got? <laughs> exactly that. That. Yeah, that. All yeah. that. We were right next to it. We was at a, perf- a perfect location where we're right next to the crowd that's going crazy. They already have their chance that everybody's going out and screaming the entire time. Um, everybody has like the singing going along, kind of like a college atmosphere. Um, there was a little bit of differences that I just never expected by going to the it's game. Damn. So we had tickets. We had tickets <laughs> to sit. Yeah, That's a good point. And this, yeah. The <laughs> tickets were
2: associated with a seat. This <laughs> was an American
1: thing. So, like, they told us rules. There was a lot of rules. Some of them were made up. Some of them were not so made up. People just be
0: making up shit and surfing. Yeah, they ones. just
1: so, – so first off, like, one of the rules was, like, you couldn't bring coins in the game. Yup. That was wild to me. Like, you can't bring coins. Yeah, you can't throw them as well. Okay. So, yeah. In all fairness, in all fairness, when was the last time you had a coin? quarters yeah quarters quarter. and, like you walk around are you just carrying a bag of change uh, on you well, i've never <laughs> been to a soccer game but like if, so if i just if, brought some so <laughs> no i'm saying if you had to park or something like that you got to put some quarters in the meter cool. like yeah. it's money that you have in your pocket like you couldn't have those so you're just you throwing them down so you're just, <laughs> you're just throwing them everywhere um but but back to like uh, having an uh, actual seat so like say we're row 13 seat 26 yeah like yeah. i had mm-hmm. um that's not where I sat. Right. No. That is not where I sat. Nope. And the reason that I didn't sit there is because uh, there was a family already there. Once yeah, I got yeah. there, they were. <laughs> that was their home. It's the president's.
0: So <laughs> well, yeah, it, so,
1: it's crazy. man. So you don't want to. You don't want to be. Um, you don't want to be um, like aggressive or anything like that. So you go and tell um, somebody whose job the security guard, like, hey, there's someone sitting in my seats. Because I asked them, like, hey, you know, this is my seat. They're like, no. What do you want to do? And I'm like nothing so I I go tell the security (laughs) guard they're like what do you want me to do yeah (laughs) so I I found another seat my seat was actually like right in front of my old seats but then I'm just sitting there thinking I'm like hold on so I could have sat anywhere in this whole um, you know, <laughs> arena, I could have sat anywhere. My, it reminded me of my first two years of covering the Nuggets and just got to sit wherever I wanted to without knowing that you couldn't do that. <laughs> but, uh, so I sat, I, I sat in row 12 then. We had excellent seats. Um, yeah, we really did. Our seats was incredible. We really player. did. You yeah. know, we, we had a super well, homie that, that, yeah, that set us up and put us exactly where. That was, like, the perfect spot. We're right in the middle of the field. We get Mar- to watch Mar- Shouts action. to
3: Marco Milankovic, by the way, man. He, he, yeah, he's, Marco's
1: he's a really, true homie, right, he man. He really man. set us up. Like, what a you know, guy. the perfect experience uh, and whatnot. And it was just wild the whole time. Every single, you know, second is anti You yeah, Like, the whole time. I'm actually rooting. Um, The team that they were playing, was it Israel? Well, who were they playing?
3: <laughs> and there's Maccabi, man. Maccabi, don't, don't do this to us, man.
1: So, so we play Maccabi and um, Maccabi, or they Maccabi? they put Maccabi. they put the um, we're such bad football. They man, put the, so. the 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 they had the smoke and the flares and everything. They that put came.
3: them in the cage. I thought that was the funniest part, man. Oh. You're getting to it. It's actually hilarious. The visiting fans they put them in a little cage. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, probably for safety That's reasons, for their own safety, for their own safety, for safety, and you're yeah. sitting. Yeah. Can you imagine, man? I we got. If there's one thing I could take from Serbia, if there's one thing, it's like, hey. If, if I went back to the to the U.S. and they were like, hey, we'll, we'll, whatever you say, one thing you learn from Serbia, what you have is that, can we put Lakers fans in a cage? Yeah, well, no can question. Can we just cage them
1: and put them in the corner where they can light their flares and do their thing, but they're caged? And truly, like, think about the fact that they're surrounded by, you know, It's like 40,000 other fans Uh, in in every single way around them. They have players.
3: How how many was that?
2: That That place was close to 50,000. Okay.
3: All right. That's
1: right. So everyone's around them, and and it's just them. And they're supporting like true supporters, and everybody has chants. Everybody's screaming. Everybody's loud Um. um, and and going at it. And and they're like, no, we're going to stick to this. They stopped the game. Because the smoke is all on the field, you couldn't and see. I love that. I part, could not actually. see the goalie. Like Good. I couldn't see the goalie, so they stopped the game. Like I'm like, wow, what is going on this yeah, entire like, time?
0: Oh, you know, just you know, regular pause for flare smoke. <laughs> like everybody just knew what was going on. They
1: didn't have like. And then there's people right to the. I'm on the edge of you know the like the seating. There was not there was people. So we we're standing the entire game. Um, people were in the rows. Um, you can't you know get up. You can't get down. You can't move. So for the entire. Um, duration of the match. You can't go to the bathroom. You can't do anything. No, you can't stop. leave your you're seat. You are in the You can't court. leave your in seat. That's game. not even your seat. You can't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, like, the entire time, I'm like, this is insane. This is wild. This is, you know, where you're supposed to be. I felt like we were where we were supposed to be. What an experience for my first game. Yeah. I'm a Red Star fan. I just thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> wow. Nice to say that. Oh Wow.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, uh, that's. Uh, chat's about to go really. Poorly. Yeah, yeah. So, my. The, my like. take. My takeaways were: before we went, we were pe- people were in my DMs. People were telling us like all of these rules. Like it sounded like we, if we were to not follow these rules, we would fall into great danger, great peril. Don't, don't look follows. anyone in the eye. But don't don't also, look in the don't
3: eye. break eye contact if somebody yes. Yeah. And <laughs> we
2: went, and it was. It was an incredible experience. It was an incredible environment. But it, afterwards, I was like, man, that was some overstated. Like, it, really? was, dude, it was not nearly that insane, like, as yeah. far. I mean, I was like, this feels like a, an insane sporting event. But it's not. I was, like, I, I was like, man, we don't even know how to do it in America. I came back. I'm like, yes, we do. Really? Yes, yes. Wow. That, to, that Eric, to me felt like. Mm, I'm, no, I'm no, no, kind no, 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 I'm no, no, no. Not, not, unimpressed. I will say in the I environment. I'm very impressed. Very the impressed. environment inside the, the stadium the the everybody uh, you know acting in unison, the clapping, the like walking in was like, oh man. I was trying to imagine what that would be like to be an opposing fan having to think, or opposing player like having to come into the stadium Dude, like when in the Serbia, players
0: were walking out like for the beginning of wow. the game. I would be scared for my life. Yeah, it was terrifying. If I was a visiting player. Scared for my life.
2: Yo, like, uh, the other thing, yeah, and then uh, and we, what we learned is that the heat flares that the Maccabi fans set off, like, Maccabi is getting a big penalty for that. Like, well, that's, that really not, that's not that's not standard practice. Like, you
3: yeah, can't do so that. So,
1: that's why we didn't see it for, for yeah. Red correct. Star. The be Red correct. Star
0: fans are on probation, pretty much.
3: Yeah, they're on probation. That's why they didn't do it. So, you're right. There is, like, a thing. If you do those things, you get a, penal- a penalty. Well, so. the penalty
0: is you legit can't have home fans for four games. Yeah. yeah.
3: Can I be honest for a second? Because I'm with you. My, my wife, one time, she went. To Boca, I think Boca Juniors in Rio one time. She was studying abroad, and and she went down to this game, and it was like insane. She didn't know what she was doing. She sat in and popular, which is like you know the crazy section. Yeah, and she said she thought she was gonna die. She got <laughs> no. I'm serious about this. Like it was one of the scariest days of <laughs> her life crazy. because they when it all started everybody came from the top row to the bottom and pressed and so she got compressed against the front or whatever and no way of moving and she just thought like all right i'm gonna die and then it got so crazy like everybody just trying to punch and everything else and then they ended up getting these giant fire hoses and hosing them down so i'm with you a little bit eric to where like i kind of i didn't expect that because that to me sounds like an insanity but i expected something on that scale and when it was it wasn't that so the part of me was like okay you're i'm with you like some of the rules about, you know, so yeah, dude. but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's incredible. The energy in that building, oh For que- no, no question The energy. And this is what's funny is the things we're talking about. Like we want more flares, more fires, more like fireworks or whatever. Like that stuff's a novelty, man. It's like, cool. It's like, it's like, it's a total novelty where it's like, man, how crazy
2: is that? But yeah, also yeah. like
3: if that was the nuggets game, I'd be like, Stop throwing flares! Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, want to yeah. watch Jokic. Like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah.
2: like going to a Broncos playoff game has that same level of energy. I will say, like, I have been, I, I have been to football games where well, the same level. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving, like, to go. You, you, you feel, you I hear agree. the story. It's like. Man, what are we gonna experience? I thought there was just gonna be brawls in the street, like you had to like (laughs) you had to like hop over puddles of blood, things. I was like, (laughs) no, this is just a great sporting event. Like these people are all enjoying themselves in a way that feels familiar to me. This is like another thing that is like like you can relate to. You know, it's like, it's another thing like a, a barrier is broken down where you have yeah, a story this story that you think that sake. it's going to be so different from what it is that we're used to. And it's like, no, we experience the same things. It's just a different, Part of the world. This is another thing that we have a, a kinship on. And it's it's like...
1: Uh, Love I, I, so I actually... Take, I, I thought it was take.
2: fantastic that way. Like, I felt like I was part of it. I didn't feel like I was in danger going
1: there. Yeah, but everybody will be shocked if, they, <clears throat> if the fans here came to a Nuggets game or something like that, especially if you go against like the Lakers and stuff. Um, and, you know, back home... If you go to the game, there's going to be fans of other teams. There's going to be a lot of fans of the other team. And mostly, out there. mostly,
3: though, Dev, mostly to be fair, just because I think there's a misconception here. Lakers, Bulls, Celtics, yeah, yeah. Knicks. Big, big teams. That's, it. That's Well, I mean, but it's specific teams. Like, Who's that? You know who it's it is. It's Brandon. That's on. somebody at the door. <laughs> That's, wow. That's about to get really loud <laughs> oh, in here. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> what's, what's coming is on. Red oh, Bar geez. closed? That yeah, is, it's 12 It <laughs> yeah. is.
0: Red Bar just uh, closed. <laughs> but can I,
3: I want to say one thing though yeah. because you're right that the energy at an NFL yeah, game for yeah. a playoff game is I think equal or at least close comparable to enough that you say like the energy's there but you know what's not there like to that level? The unity. The, unicy- the yeah, unity and that's no the part to me that's no so cool and so and so impressive. And I think it's important that it's different. It's meaningful that that's a difference because that's one of the things. Like, there's some themes, guys, some real themes that have emerged this trip for me. Like, you know, we've been having fun, we've been doing some different things. Harrison and I, in particular, have been off doing some interviews and trying to get some some different things. We're each getting a little bit different out of this trip. I've been on the show a little bit less over the last forty eight hours talking about this. There's some real themes that have come together, and this theme of sports. Being one area where the nation of Serbia, the culture Mm -hmm. of Serbia and everything else feels the most unified, feels the most connected. That's one of the themes. And not just that, but the way in which the sports and the way in that they approach sports and basketball in particular feels like an expression of their culture in this really interesting way. That's what I take away. So Mm -hmm. when you say the energy is the same, I agree. But in the States, it's not all orange. There's a lot of orange. There's a lot of orange. Is that. This one was… Everybody in each section had no color to wear. They yeah. weren't given shirts. Oh, yeah. At, at, at yeah. Ball Arena, you hand out shirts. Yeah. You don't even have to wear the right shirt. They'll no give custom. one to you. Still don't put it on. No This custom. one here, people, everybody knows the rules and they show up. They dance together. They jump together. They sing together. They shout together and you're just like, man, the energy is great but it's yeah. also unified.
2: Because like when you talk about that you are a fan of a football team you're saying I'm a fan of the Broncos I'm not it's not saying I am Denver, not, not saying, I am Denver. oh I love the, you know there's what I mean oh come on man. Man. But, man. I'm, 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 but, but for real it's true it's yeah, like it's, this, right. this This is identity stuff Like it's this. So true, and man. this is so much it's of so what true. it is that we're learning here and just in general that we knew but it, it, we're seeing it play out in front of our faces it's just like the actions that you take are part of a larger organism all the time this is the idea that you have something that you're a part of versus the individual uh, yeah. you know element that is the United States where you have all of everybody is their own thing. Everybody is their own individual, which is very positive in some ways and also sort of takes away from just a feeling of connectedness. Oh, and man. this is all um, what it is to be, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I've always said this, like the, the concept of uh, nationalism means something very different in this part of the world because people who are national uh, or have national connection also have uh, connection on a... <clears throat> like they a genetic connection yeah. like they are you can tell me what a serbian person looks like mm-hmm. but you can't tell me what an american person <laughs> looks like you right, can look right, at this right, set right, right now right, like right, what sure. is an american person right, like? right, so right. there there is a connection and there is a, an identity that people carry with them that would you see expressed and so it, Lang- language and and yes food
3: and all, like yes. all these things that like is, is is it for sure man absolutely um but more, but more to the point, man. The connection of the, of the fan base, and I'll I'll tell you another surprise I personally had being at this arena. I was surprised there's as many kids as there were. Not that there were a ton of them, but I just kind of for some reason thought no kids, right? Because you, know, like you don't can't take, bring them. you don't take kids to a place that you can't look people in the eye. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's kind of what I expected. <laughs> but no, but that didn't matter because it was still. And then um, you know another thing, and this is another theme of the entire trip, man. Like <laughs> if I do pushback because i know some people maybe are like well no you guys are making it sound like we're too weak or something no like there was maybe walking no, into the no, arena no. there was a couple like partiers no. that i know there was a little bit of walking oh. through the where i was like man these guys are drunk and like looking for trouble you know oh, like yeah. just like yeah, keep, yeah. Keep, it, keep it moving so like that stuff wasn't too far away yeah, to no, get but not, I'm saying, not
2: weak nothing weak
3: about it nothing but. weak about it or anything like that but once you got to the arena man like i'm sitting next to a guy i can't even talk to him because obviously I don't speak Serbian. He oh, didn't yeah. really speak English. I hugged that dude twenty times. Oh, man. My like God. Every, it was Every, a every, every, every close oh, yeah. thing. We I don't. In. I don't know this guy. I, I, but every single time, man, it was like me and him were the best friends. You yes. know, like, and, and I'm telling. Then when the pay. And when the game ended, like you know, like we're both like all ready to cry in each other's <laughs> arms. And honestly, God, I will say this one thing because I'm with you, man. Like. We did some stuff in the next section. We'll talk. We went to Red Star Arena and this or that. So I know some of the people like, listen, I honestly got, I'm, I'm saying this in all sincerity. We're, we're, I, d- I don't have a side here. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't. But being at the, at the game, I still felt the pain of that. Like, yeah. still the way it happened. Yeah, well, we haven't even like,
0: talked about the game, though. All right, let me hear it. The actual yo, game. Yo, the game. The game. The, the, this, oh, I feel like, is a loss that Red Star fans are going to be talking about for generations. I, we span. asked about this. I don't think that's true. It might just I don't bit. know how because this was, like, a ridiculous loss. Recap it for because I'm m- oh. most of our audience will not have so, seen or heard about the game. They were down one goal from the first leg, and it's, like, two legs, and the team who has the better aggregate score they moves needed on. So they needed, yeah, so they for, needed for to the, win yeah. by one goal to go to overtime, two goals to move on. And Red Star was up 2-0. Yep in the 45th minute of the yep. first half. Yep. And you, thought the, and you
3: thought the game was over. Well, I thought they dominated. I just looked like they, they mean, dominated. did dominate, dominate the first half.
0: A sequence then happened where oh. the Red Star goalie saved a PK yes. after video review, Via VAR, video review. gave them
3: a handball in the box. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Five minutes into stoppage time.
0: It's 45 minutes plus five. Stoppage time. I don't know how many minutes in the stoppage time was the first I'm half. T- that was the second half. D- um, nope. Well, yeah, it happened in both. Nope, well,
3: well, it was both. The reason I bring this up, Harrison, is because stoppage time, like that felt to me like, the, like the, the, the most it could possibly go, right? And you have a penalty kick, and you're thinking, as long as you get the stop
0: and clear it, halftime. They're going to blow the whistle. They got the stop. They didn't clear it. And somehow they <laughs> let up a goal in the 45th minute. Plus ch- change of the first half. So it's 2-1 going into the second half, and Red Star just had nothing the entire second half. Yeah. Um, they gave up a goal late. And then they gave up another <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one. The loser's <laughs> um, in the 95th minute. Yeah. The, no, the, they, they, gave, they gave
2: up They didn't just give up a goal. They gave they. An own goal. It was an own goal at the. They gave up basically a goal was scored at forty five and ninety. It was the
3: the most
0: ridiculous
3: thing, man. Two half court buzzer beaters. One at the first half, one at the second half, and that's how you lose, man. It was just my heart. Um, and and it really was like it. it was one of those things where you kind of like sat there like this whole trip has been perfect. That was one moment where I was kind of like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, like somebody. we didn't hit the reset button on this trip. Like, what, what? what's the deal? It was really, really ominous. But you know what? And the same thing. Like, sports, this is what it is, man. They give us the ultimate highs. They give us the ultimate lows. And let's be perfectly honest out here. We've experienced a lot of highs out here. Yeah. An overwhelming amount of highs. And we know that. We know that we our, our trip has been, like, everybody has been so gracious to us. The experiences have been something that most, maybe not everybody gets to experience. And everybody has sort of opened up their arms to us in ways that we're just so grateful for. But it almost wouldn't be it. A real trip, an honest trip. If we didn't experience some of the lows as well, I have and to that's say what. This, yeah. And and so part of me, like walking out of that arena, like in in a lot of ways, I was like, man, now I'm suffering here with these we people. We suffer together. We suffer together, man. We, we su- suffer together. It's like it, a little bit of my blood spilled out there as I, well. You this know? is the
2: other thing where walking in, I had the same sense that you didn't, but the reason that I've walked away with the feeling that I did that it was not. The intense, crazy environment that I was expecting was because after absolute heartbreak, like to lose in such a fashion that you could not. It was so nug life. It was so nug nug life. But the Serbians, the Serbians we were walking with, like you would think that people would be fighting, would be angry, but they were just like, it's football. And they, you know, yeah, they, they yeah, walked yeah, out, like, and walk. to say, like...
3: I'll well, be yeah. honest, man, there was, there was some really, there was, I think people were really hurt, too. Like, they were, but yeah, yeah, I'll our, our, our gracious hosts were like, we didn't talk for a good 10 minutes. It was like 10 minutes <laughs> oh, yeah. of course, of yeah, course. Was kind of like, a, but, but yeah, I mean, hey, they, I, that was... That
2: was but we not, could relate. As Nuggets <laughs> fans, totally specifically, heard. we could relate. This is, like, another thing that we could just absolute, absolutely relate on. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I, of course, we wanted them to win. And the funny thing was is that they didn't lose that game. They tied the game, but because of the the fact that the the first leg required that they had two goals. It's just such a strange way that the the sporting events work. But it was you know I was asking them I was like listen after time had passed and we were sort of like walking silently we, we were asking our, our gracious host I was like you know is this what is what did we just witness is this going to be t- talked about for generations like what and he, they were like it should be they're That's just like they're just it like was. it's a it's just like another it just this this happens we got an extra <laughs> not like that though <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right let's can we hit a break uh, core memory I mean it was fantastic oh, like, incredible. honestly incredible. A, another memory that I'm just like this is incredible I'll remember it for the rest of my life um the high and the low
2: yeah it was fantastic yeah, it really i, I was, absolute 10 was, out of 10.
3: it was such a human experience all wrapped up in one it was something else um all right let's hit a break on the other side though we're gonna have to speed through somehow all of these crazy things that happened in between then and now which was only one day somehow but it felt like it was an entire year <laughs> including conversations with misko Renat milan dosic
0: and a host of other people i'm excited to kind of introduce and tell you about College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook to celebrate the best time of the year. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. You can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team will score first, and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code DNVR. Bet just $5 on any college football game. Get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. And wager $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. Restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. See see terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, guys, Green Mountain Dental Group, we go to Green Mountain Dental Group at DNVR. A lot of us here on the show go. A lot of us at the company go. Do you think they can do,
2: like, meat cleaning? Is is that possible? Just clean out the (laughs) meat
0: from just your gums?
2: (laughs) Yeah, do they have a meat-specific treatment that we can get? No, they don't.
0: (laughs) They don't. I'm sorry. Uh, It's called floss. Yeah. Have you heard of floss? No. Apparently not. (laughs) Well, go to Green Mountain Dental Group. Pick up some floss. Also, when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, they're going to hook you up. They're located at 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Tell the team at Green Mountain Dental Group that DNV DN, DNVR Sports sent you. You're going to get a $300 discount for a full orthodontic treatment for new patients. Uh, if you mention DNVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays, a $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays so that new patient cleaning exam and x-rays you get a lot of stuff a 350 dollars value um and that free set of bleach trays so to make a new appointment check out their website greenmountaindentalgroup.com today
3: all right back here segment two an action packed segment two as we move on from the red star game and now we talk about oops. Now we talk <laughs> into our mics Remember, even. Remember, yeah, if we talk into our mics now. You can always just yell at me, Kel. i give you permission. Um, now we go on to some of these great interviews that we've had o- o- over the last couple days. And I'm actually going to start with the one we did this morning, which was with super agent Misko Reznatovic, most powerful agent in all of Europe. I some would say. <laughs> I think anybody that knows what they're talking about would say. He is. Um, Misko Reznatovic, who also owns Mega, which is where Jokic comes from. It's a very interesting program. I want to tell you, so Harrison, you might notice I deleted your notes. Because uh, you, the notes, well, the notes you put in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was <laughs> good, no, guys. No, no, no. You stay, you stay. No, stay here. Stay here. No, no. Harrison, you need to stay here. You need to stay here. I deleted because, I, because you guys don't know. that We're scrambling around so much right now that like, we don't even have time to like reconvene for these things. It's almost just like, kind of hit live or whatever. But the reason is because the notes that you were going to highlight in the show are the ones that are going to be in the documentary. It's like the things that That's he,
0: in like a month. Two months from now,
3: doesn't don't matter. Okay, I, I say all that to say that those those are the things I kind of want to hold close to the chest. Okay, because those will be part of a larger project that tie into a larger narrative. Um, but there were still plenty of things. So just to kind of set the stage for anybody that doesn't know, Misko is Jokic's agent. Um, you know, he's the man that discovered Jokic. He's not just the Jokic's agent. He's the one who literally plucked him from obscurity after seeing his box score numbers in uh, a paper two weeks in a row, and then signing signing him a height side on scene. And I want to start here. The first thing, because I want to talk more about Jokic, which the Jokic aspects of this are going to be a little, you know, a little bit less. Um, a couple, so just some cool tidbits. One, Misco says he never does this. He's an extreme... And I gathered this from him. First of all, I should just say, taking the measure of, like, I've wanted to meet Misko for a very long time. I've known about him from, I don't know, first heard about Jokic seven, eight years ago.
0: He's got a great Instagram. Misko does. It. Yeah, you should check yeah, it out if you, haven't, gave, if you uh, don't gave, follow him. Gave us gave us Great a shout out. Instagram. Always getting updated daily.
3: Um, so he... Uh, <laughs> but he... Um, you know, I, I, it was just really great to meet him. And honestly, he met all expectations just in terms of, like, you know, he's an impressive... He was great. He's an impressive individual. Guy. He's a guy that honestly... He, he's done a lot and even, and, and kind of coming to his office and getting to sit with him and getting to meet with him. I walked away very impressed. I did not know this tid- tidbit. He was a player. Uh, he had a, a long career. I think I'm um, a 21 year career. He retired at age 38. He was a player and an agent at the exact same time. <laughs> and, and he was the agent of one of his teammates. Uh, Pekovich, big Peck. You guys, remember big that Peck? That was on the team. That was on the team at the same time. Like we remember Bill Russell. We hear these stories of how Bill Russell was a player coach, right? Like, was a just, like, yeah. player coach. Think of the
1: past. Player yeah. agent. How <laughs> insane is that? That is no. Honestly, that is like a crazy like experience. That. Literally, no one. That's something you could
0: only pull off in
1: Eastern Europe Dude, pl- in like the 19. You could only play, like, <laughs> pull that off. You could pull that off in a, a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, That's the only time that you could do that. No, a, but I'm it's telling like you, representing Bill, r- yourself in court.
3: Bill Russell, <laughs> yeah. Bill Russell, uh, <laughs> Coach Kenny the Jet. So it's not that large. I mean, it's not that we're talking 20 years difference here. But you know, like, it's still like it's not that 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 out of pocket. But it is out of pocket from today's standards just to think of somebody being an agent like you go to practice and you're done and you're like all right step into my office <laughs> like let's, you have a
2: bad practice you could almost tell a guy like you know, hey, <laughs>
3: it's taking so Or just back. you're like,
2: oh, bro, we got to make some cash. I'm passing you the ball. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, one of the questions I've been asking everybody that I talk to out here, and tomorrow, um, by the way, we're going to be doing a lot more of this. Actually, if you guys are not on Twitter, you should, be, you should try to stick to Twitter. We're going to be out and about tomorrow trying to interview people. This is before we get to uh, the meetup. If you happen to be around town, we'll put out where the neighborhood we're going to be in tomorrow just trying to interview different people on the street because we've interviewed a lot of high-profile people this week. You know, kind of behind the scenes. And now we want to interview some regular people about some of the stuff we've done. But one of the things I've been asking people is, who is your idol? Who is your idol? Easy answer for Mishko. Easy answer. Drazen Petrovic. For him, that was, and I should, when I say idol, I shouldn't say idol because he's really a peer; they're like the same age. But when I say like His the guy that, player. yeah, that he just sort of said like man, that guy has it, you know, mm-hmm. that's that that's the guy. And it was Drazen, and I just thought that was so cool. We talked about Djokovic and Danilovic and some of these other, Vlade and Peja and some of these other guys, and he's like, no man, it, Drazen to me was the guy. And he said, and he said he speculated, although it wasn't true. When I've asked all these other people, but he speculated most of the people in my generation, if you ask him – they'll tell you the same thing. Like, that that was their mm-hmm. guy. And I just thought was that, that that was such a um, a really, really cool answer. Um, I wanted to get into uh, him talking about Jokic and some of the discovery of him and, and some of these different things. Um, you know, do you have, I know the, the answer that stood out to you, I'll let you kind of tell it, but, um, you know, Jokic with Mega, Mega's a, a, a team full of young players. I don't want to give away too much, but it's a team full of young players that also competes. Again, I don't want to give away too much because he gave some great answers on what he perceives his project of Mega to be and what he kind of envisioned, what it's evolved into and what's turned into. But you have this team in Mega that's featuring Jokic, featuring Michic, and they're a young team full of a bunch of young players, and they go all the way up into the, the final against Red Star, and everybody expects that that game is going to be a 20-point loss when they get to the final. Like, okay, now you're playing the big leagues, you know, David versus Goliath or whatever. Great games from Jokic. Great game from Michic. These guys put him on the ropes. Down, I think, two points or one one or two points in the final seconds, and Jokic misses the shot. Jokic, who had a great game, by the way, and yep. surpassed all expectations, he misses the shot.
1: Just real fast, do you, do you think that is a defining moment for just Jokic, like, altogether?
3: So here's what's interesting about it. This is like, uh, to give it a, a – for our American audience, obviously, which, again, is 98% of our audience, but for our American audience, the uh, – It would be like a Cinderella team. It would be like, say, an eight seed going to the final and then losing at the buzzer. Would you be like, oh, they choked? (laughs) Like, probably not. You'd be like, my God, this team overachieved so much. And they came up just a little short from the Mm -hmm. most biggest miracle run. And I think that's what it was. And even talking to Mishko, like, he was almost taken aback when I was like – I asked him, I said something like, what was Jokic like after that game? Was he distraught or something? And he's like, like, I don't remember. They – went to the final and all the way to the final and lost in yeah, yeah. the yeah. bus and he's like they yeah. were supposed to lose by 20 or 30 points yeah. Um, yeah. but I thought it was cool you want to give the anecdote that you, th- that you thought stood out about that specific moment do you want me to
0: I would like you to it was in the notes though
3: <laughs> well that note if you look is still there
0: oh okay um, <laughs> look, 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 but Mi- Mishko said that Jokic on that last shot that he took there was a pass he could have made there was a pass yeah. he could have made to a point guard. It it was still seemed like a good shot that he took, but there was definitely an open pass he could have made. Um, and Misko said that today, Jokic would definitely make that pass. Yeah. So in the back of my head, I'm wondering, I wonder if not making that pass, you know, really like made a imprint on him.
1: Yeah, so you do think that that is like a defining maybe, moment I don't know, for him maybe. And, and why. Isn't that funny I, I just had
0: a thought about it. Maybe, I don't know. Isn't that funny? I mean, like, we, we always
2: talk, we dance a little bit around uh, LeBron and Jokic. Like, LeBron early on passed off in those big moments and yeah. then he learned that then he has to take the big shot. Jokic maybe finds the, the opposite. Interesting. I don't, that's not my interpretation
3: of the moment and of his takeaway. And, and it's open to interpretation. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying that it wasn't It wasn't necessarily clear, you know, what it was. Maybe in the documentary we'll see the exact words and you you can kind of make for yourself. But I kind of thought it was more as in, like, he just didn't. Whether it was he didn't see the read, whether it was because in that moment he got sped up, or, you know, the pressure or whatever it was, I think it was more of one of those ones where what he he was saying was he's now ready for that moment. Mm -hmm. Not that he would make a different decision, like, oh, you always pass there, you always this, but that he just wasn't ready for it. And at that moment, the right play was to pass, and he maybe wasn't ready for it for whatever reason. So again, open to interpretation. I think um, you know what what that might mean. Um, but yeah, there there was that. Um, I did think it was interesting talking to him about there's the famous game. If everybody, if you don't know the story, I'll give you the quick overview. Jokic was um, getting ready to sign a deal for Barcelona, and if at the time when you go to Mega. The next step would be go to Barcelona. He was drafted by the Nuggets, I think, already. And then you would go to Barcelona maybe for a year, maybe two years, a little seasoning. It's like a stash. You know, You spend a year at the top club, and then you go over to the NBA. That was his expectation, including Mishko's, but that was everybody's expectation. And Barcelona comes into town, and they're ready to sign him to a deal. You know, uh, and, and they want to watch him play this game, and it's against. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to screw this up. I apologize, everyone. Sharemska Shrems, Mitrovia. That's who they're playing against. He shows up for this game. Jokic has, as we should put it, not just a bad game, like an unimaginably bad game. He looks disinterested. It's terrible. It's like it wasn't just that he was bad. And he said, "By the way, we went out to lunch. We had the contract all written out, all prepared. We shook hands. The deal was done. The deal was done. This was not a like." We'll sit down at the table after all of this. This was the deal is done. Let's go celebrate and watch him play. And he plays so bad. And Mishko says, "I never do this. I never do this." But on this time, I'm feeling generous, and I say, "You know what, guys?" He said, "I could look in their face, and they're white as a ghost." And he says, "I'll give you guys go. Uh, you know, go go uh, take a night. I could see you're, you're nervous. Let's watch another game. Don't worry about it. G- you know, go take a rest or whatever. And then we'll we'll sign this contract in a few days when you guys feel better about things because we know this guy. We're, that's how confident we are, or whatever." And in that window of opportunity, of course, Arturis comes in and says, you know, like, this is, hey, we want to bring him over to Denver. Like, forget this going to Barcelona. Like, we, we think he's ready. And, of course, and again, I don't want to spoil too much of the documentary. Most of this is going to be about uh, less about Jokic, the documentary, more about the Serbian basketball parts. That's why I have this part I'm, I'm kind of comfortable sharing. And Wendell probably have more of these in his, his travel log notes coming up. But he um, but he tells him, Arturis' selling point was, do you think Jokic would be the is ready skill-wise to be in the NBA? He says, yes. He says, what's the holdup? It's his body. And he says, do you think he's going to improve that more going to Barcelona or coming to Denver? And Mishko says, well, coming to Denver, of course. Like, that's where the best training facility is. He says, this guy's ready for talent-wise. He just needs to work on his body. Send him to us. We're going to start that process now, and we'll get him ready, and the rest is history. And I just thought that was such a cool story.
1: You guys got me ready for this uh, documentary. <laughs> I'm, I'm so ready. I just, just that part right there. I'm like, whoa. Like that is a crazy story, like that no one has yeah. ever heard. Um, it's nobody's a cool ever, story. and you're talking to like the the direct person that has got to experience. Nobody that knows better to, that he actually got to see what that's like, and and also like shout out to our tourists on that type of, yeah. um, you know, just taking that. That's a chance, like that's a big time yeah. chance, and yeah. like really he he rewrote history, um, in that moment Barcelona could have, um, you know, strong armed or. They could have still took a chance on him. And, you know, maybe he makes that chance. But, like, for him to still step in and say, hey, we know what what we have here and we know what he can be, like, that's a shout-out. I'm excited to just, like – see that and to see y'all keep on going. I'm ready for your notes um, also, Harrison. (laughs) I know, I know
2: you are, man. (laughs) The unveiling.
1: (laughs) 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 A
3: lot of what we talked to him. I mean, look, we got a lot of stuff on Jokic and some of that that we haven't shared yet will be in the documentary, but a lot of what we got is just talking about basketball in Serbia, about asking about Mega, which is a very unique project and getting his perspective on it, his perspective as an agent. I mean, think about this guy, Mishko. He's like a Larry Bird figure, in my opinion. Like, one of the cool things about Larry Bird was he was a player, then he was a an, uh, GM, and then he was a coach. Or actually, I got that in reverse order. Coach, and then a GM. Um, so I'm always, and it spans generations, and I'm always interested in those people. And Mishko is one of those guys. He wasn't a star player by any means, but he did have a 20-year career. Then he was an agent, been an agent for 20 years, so 20, 25 years. So he's a guy that's been in Serbian basketball for 45 years, and I just like people that have that kind of decades-long perspective. We also talked to Milan Dosit today who I thought was great, who played for Red Star, among other teams. He played for Red Star and is now working in a front office capacity uh, for Red Star. And um, uh, fantastic. You know who actually, I didn't tell you this, you know who he kind of reminded me of? Who did he remind Mm. you of? Presence, looks, everything.
0: Man, I don't know. Who?
3: Arturis. Arturis Karnaschovas. Mm. Both tall, They kind of have like the exact same build. They're tall, they're skinny, they're this or that. Are you bored of this story? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm I'm, I'm in the chat. Oh, you're hanging out in the chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and we talked to him, and and he was absolutely great. I mean, same thing. Like we're asking him questions about Jokic. We're asking him what what stood out to you about that interview, Harrison.
0: Um, I mean, he's just got so much knowledge on on Serbian basketball. Here's a guy who played, and you know, is now in a very high position with one of the teams here in Belgrade, and he just has a great sense for the history of basketball in this country, how far it's come, where it's going. I think it's really interesting to hear people um, really high up in the basketball world, just their thoughts on the future of Serbian basketball. If it's trending up, if this is like a golden generation, if it's stagnating a little bit, people have different views. Uh, that's been interesting to hear. But um, yeah, he just he's just got a great perspective on... You know Jokic and, and his rise because obviously he played against him, which is kind of crazy. And now he's like running a team in Belgrade, and um, he, he just is a wealth of knowledge when, when it comes to you know this region and and uh the basketball here. I we hear recurring stories the more we talk to people. You know, you hear so few differences and you
3: get different sort of offshoots, but you do hear some core similarities what people are talking about. And one of the things it's funny, at the end of the season, I've talked about this a lot, Jokic, it was the first time I've ever heard him declare that he thinks the Nuggets will win a title. Remember, yeah. Vic Lombardi asked him, when you close your eyes, can you do it? And he says, I don't, I don't need to, to close, close my
2: eyes. eyes. That's the greatest quote ever.
3: It is the greatest quote. And he, and he said it in such a Jokic way. like It well, wasn't looking at the cameras. This, uh, It was just casual, confident.
2: And see, <clears throat> that's the thing about um, sports in general. Like When you get into the long-form narrative of any sort of sporting anything that you can assign. Like, a lot about sports is, like, pretty arbitrary. Sure. Can you make one thing do a thing and the other person's trying to (laughs) stop the thing? Whatever that happens to be, basketball, football. But narratives come into play. Storylines come into play. uh, People's lives get turned into it. Whole decisions start to come out. And you don't really understand, like, what the larger narrative is. And I came to realize is also you know people have been asking us about the nuggets and i'm starting to tell people here the long narrative about you know like what did it mean when carmelo anthony left did did were they upset what did it mean like all the same story like these long form like this happened and why this was important because this happened and what that meant was that this person made this decision it, it the you know it just starts to unfold in front of you and you start to just understand like the impact that all of these things that we pay attention to like what they really mean to people and how easily that they can conjure these memories these visions and like they can tell you what it means to them and what it meant to the region and what it meant to the fortunes of the country what it meant to the prosperity of a nation and um you know, again, like if you take a step back, it's it's it, why it's so obnoxious when people who don't like sports try to belittle them, call them sports ball. You know, like what do you my yeah, millionaire's sure. better than your millionaire? Things like that, and you're like, yes, yes, like the the act itself largely arbitrary, a little bit silly. If you try to explain it to an alien that just got here on Earth, right, but right, what's not arbitrary and what's not. Uh, something that you can write off is that there is just a connection that is made that human beings are able to ascribe so much meaning to these competitions. They sort of allow us to not only like rank, but sort of understand, uh, you know, how it is that we're all connected. And so I can't wait, you know, just hearing, like you're saying, people are telling you certain memories that they have, certain thoughts they have, and it's just we're starting to understand the larger narrative what it just right. it, you That's just feel way, the, you yep. just feel the you feel yeah. like why Loved this it. is so important why it's not it's just like and it's not like okay you know it's it's cool we like it it's fun right it, it, it is that but it, it it just is so much deeper it just it is what it is to be a human being and so i'm i'm i'm, I'm super excited i was talking um again <laughs> second shout out here because
3: we've actually spent a lot of time with him um, but Marko Milankovic about earlier this earlier today and we were talking I said that I think the way about uh, uh, connecting with other people in ways where you feel like you can like express the human uh, experience art is the number one in my opinion like this is the way sports are number two and they're right there and at their absolute best they touch each other because sports bleeds into art in that way and I think that's kind of what you're getting I, I, here, To though. me,
2: to me it's sports Sports is the number one. Absolutely. Sports can appeal to every person on a such... Like, there's something about art that some people feel uh, that they are not able to achieve the proper amount of perspective to appreciate. Yeah. There's not a single person on earth that can't understand what they feel in their heart when a goal mm. is scored, when it, there's something emotional to all of it. That's it's true,
3: like, I wasn't a Red Star fan, but you score that goal and all of a sudden I'm going crazy. I'm telling you, there's, <laughs> there's like something so- A di- volcano of
2: emotions. There's something so deeply primal about yeah. sports. It like appeals yeah. to a part of your brain that you don't have access to, but it controls us uh, more deeply than any other part. Right. So I, that's why to me sports are so, so yeah. important. Um, either, either way. Getting back to
3: to kind of Milan here. When Jokic says, you know, can you win a championship? He says, yes. If we play together. First, this is a different quote. But he's like, yes. If we play together. Like the talent. We have enough talent. I know we have enough talent. It's just just the question: Will we play together? This was the number one thing Milan had in every question we asked. He's like, you guys have to understand something. We don't look at sports. We don't look at basketball as like am I good? Do we have enough talent? Do, are we good? <laughs> are, no, it's just like can we become the thing best while everyone else is trying to become that thing best? And it's just like and that's what I think Jokic is getting at It's like they have talent over here, I have talent over here. It doesn't matter. The quest is can we kind of come together in a way that we mm-hmm. we become five
2: you know, connected individuals. What, yep. what are we? are having a, a very deep philosophical conversation. All people are talking about in the chat is that it looks like I'm painless. <laughs> that you're what? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: Yeah, this, is why I don't, this is why I don't read the chat during I'll the show, a man. A while.
2: It really, like, I, even, even when I was in the middle of my soliloquy. Uh, Imagine such, what if you were. Such an, well, <laughs> then I would be vote. Uh, one, okay,
3: one, one great anecdote, Harrison, <laughs> that I absolutely love, and it's a, it's a Jokic anecdote. His, one of his best friends is named Rocco Varda. He played in the NBA. He played in the NBA with Michael Jordan, actually, with the Washington Wizards. That didn't have a very long career, and I think had
1: some injuries. Is it Jokic's closest friend or?
3: No, Milan Doset's closest okay. friend. Milan's, he's a little bit older than yeah, yeah. you know, he's a little bit older, but um, not that much older, but a little bit older. And he um he says that his buddy gets assigned by Mishko, by the way. He's like 38 years old. He gets assigned to Mega when Jokic goes down there. And Mega's like all nineteen to, to twenty-two year olds. Everybody on the roster, except <laughs> for one guy who's like thirty eight years old and he's down there. It's is Ratkovarda, seven footer, big Big guy. And uh, he calls uh, he calls uh, Milan one time, and he's like, yeah, there's this guy down here. And I don't know, and this is his quote, right? I don't know whether to kill him or kiss him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know if I want to kill him or if I want to kiss him. Yeah. And he's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, this guy is just killing me. He's a beast. <laughs> he's a beast. And he's like, well, what is it? He's like, he- he- he's so skilled. He's like, okay, well, well why don't you just kind of out-physical him? And he's like, well, then he goes around me and scores. And he's like, all right, well, then just kind of give him some space. He goes, then he just trains the jumper. And he's like, is he
1: strong? No,
3: not at all. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I just can't stop this guy.
1: He doesn't. I don't know how. So like that—that that is the actual quote from so many NBA players yeah. from Jokic's first yeah. few years. Nothing's honestly. changed, Dev. Nothing's yeah, changed. But now I think that they're understanding. Like, he's just different. Like, really, I think yeah. you know, this last year, like, really put it to him. They're just like, hey, he's—he's he's good. He's different. But those first years, especially like he after he made the transformation from being like the skinny guy to being like the big guy, yeah. they looked at him and they're like, "There's no way that this guy is destroying us every single night." He looks out of shape. Yep. He's not jumping off the ground. Um, you know, he's not just shooting. And you know, we're gonna take away the three ball. He's not gonna blow by us. And then he blows by, and or he doesn't blow by, and he still scores. I think that that. Same thing that was happening, you know, when he went over and played as a young boy is something that translated to him playing in the biggest league, Mm -hmm. you know, in the world. So, like, that's a quote that so many people can relate to. Like, Jokic has actually been doing that probably more and longer than anyone else in in NBA history. Like, that's just the saying. How is he doing it? He's not fast. He's not strong. He's not athletic. How is he destroying us every single time? So, like, that's a great quote. I, I love that. And it was one of those things where, and actually
3: Milan, I asked him, he goes, that's your first time you hear about Jokic? He says, yes. And I go, well, where's the first time you saw him play? He goes, right away. I hear the story. I have to watch. <laughs> He's like, so I start, I tune on and I start watching him play because I'm like, who is this guy that somehow you can't stop him, but he looks silly. So um, obviously just an enormous amount of love and respect for for, for Jokic. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you what, this is one thing that I gather from talking to all of these people. And we've been lucky enough to be you know, talking to some of these guys who are in different ways they've actually played and they're actually connected a deep love and appreciation i would say for all the people connected to the fabric and the last guy i have to shout out here is strohinia vasilovic who is um i don't i can't remember the exact title he works for the federation of basketball uh, you know uh, uh, in serbia and really really interesting guy to talk to he educated us a lot on the history of coaches uh throughout serbia and had some great stories to tell and some great anecdotes to share about that those this will almost exclusively be in the documentary Um, but you know, one of the things that I gather was, you know, these guys compete against each other in different ways, but like, they all kind of feel each other. There really is a really sense I got of like Jokic's success, Bogdanovich feels that. And, you know, they all kind of feel it of like, Hey, we're going to compete against each other in various ways, but like, we're all trying to rise as a team, obviously. But even as like, we take pride in, Serbia being good, mm-hmm. we we take pride in the fact that as a nation we have, we're developing good things. And if you don't, if you start to drop the ball on that, you know, you feel like okay, even though I'm doing great, I feel a little bit of sense of loss here. And, and it's one of the big themes that I've kind of got along from this journey that I thought has been really, really loud and really, really interesting. And, and I feel like I understand it more than ever.
0: Yeah, um, this country is all about team. You know, like yeah. it's just all sort of- about the collective group. Yeah, like we we saw that at the. Red star game um, we 've heard that from everybody it 's just about the team like um, the u s is so much about the individual player, and here it 's just about the team yeah. and the coach and winning you know yeah
2: i mean I mean I definitely have thoughts on on why that is too i mean it's just mm-hmm. like this this country has had to circle their wagons totally like they are they were a team with a larger uh, collective that then splintered and These areas had to be their own teams. They had to like really come together, and it meant something. Like we, we learned that Serbia was the one nation that never seceded. Like they were the one team that never seceded from Yugoslavia.
3: I want to put that pin on that because it's our next topic here, and I have to give a big shout to my guy. Milo Shovanovic who who came over and just completely captivated captivated me and you and yeah. and all of us for an hour, just holding court, kind of sharing some stories. And I want to use, I want to tease again. The real story is going to be in the documentary and some of these other things that we're doing. But I want to tease a little bit of that conversation as we go into a break and and we preview the Greece Serbia game that happens tomorrow.
0: Make sure to pick up some Breckenridge Brewery. Official beer. It is the official beer of DNVR if you don't know where to pick it up check out the Breck brew beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery Website Uh, that can tell you where to get Breck brew no matter where you are pick it up at your local liquor store your local grocery store And now that it's Broncos season Make sure to pick up some Breckenridge Brewery Broncos country beer. It's got that Broncos logo on it You can't miss it. If you're local stop into one of our DNVR Broncos tailgates all the Breck brew you could want. Oh my All god! All the Broncos country beer you could want. And, and just to be clear,
2: like our tailgates are going to next to the next level this year. We are. Uh, They're crazy. They started off. They were great I last know. year. They uh, are now. We have DJs involved. Now we have more tech oh, involved. Now I we have more, yeah. more games involved. Now we have more better food involved. And the Breck brew flows like the Danube. Mm. doesn't it? Not? <laughs> it
0: does, or the Sava. <laughs> Uh, Ivaca TV, Ivaca TV, the new goat in Colorado sports that is the greatest of all TV, Ivaca TV delivers amped up sports coverage for Colorado fans, they've got Altitude Sports, AT&T Sportsnet, the NFL Network, tons of other national channels and entertainment channels as well, uh, so you gotta go to Evaca.tv slash Colorado 10, Evaca.tv slash Colorado 10, That way you get $10 off per month your subscription to Ivaca TV for those first three months. After that, just $25 a month plus a $5 receiver fee. But make sure to go to evocatv slash Colorado 10, evocatv slash Colorado 10
3: all right we're back and by the way that ivaca i know you know that's where our documentary is going to premiere we're going to have a lot of other exclusive content not just nuggets but some other things going off on there at least and again these things will be premiering on ivaca and i have to say ivaca sponsored this trip you know they've they've, they made this thing possible i didn't know if it was going to as recently as three weeks ago i thought the dream is dying we're gonna down we're not gonna be able to do it and ivaca came through and uh so shouts to them and and all the more reason if you're on the fence about whether or not to sign up sign up um you're gonna want to do it so uh, some people asking if I, I live in Australia, I live in Serbia, I'm not going to be able to see it. Look, I totally understand this. There, it will be available at, at some point shortly after that. We're not sure if it's going to be, I think it'll be four weeks after, but we might try to do something here. I have to give a little note here. Can I give a little note?
2: Please. What's For that?
3: years, December 15th, we've been calling it Yokmas. Yokmas. Mm. Christmas, but with yoke in front. Very clever name. We forget that in Serbia, there's a tradition of Slava. Do you remember? Do you guys How remember could my... we have forgotten? How could we have
2: forgotten that? <laughs> How oh, could we have forgotten such of a holiday? Of
3: course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, and, Dev, we were talking about Slava. You, do you want to explain it to the people? The you... Slava? Yeah. Not the <laughs> so, Splavs.
2: <laughs> oh. This is like
3: the teacher
0: calling
1: on the student. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why don't you go ahead and read your homework? Yeah, there's a lot going on around me. Slava, <laughs> yeah. Was Slava the museum that I went to today? <laughs> so, so, listen. Slava. Nope. No. It wasn't
0: Slava, <laughs> Slava, Slava Medvedenko. Uh no no, it, no, no, no! I'll go quickly.
3: Didn't go to a museum. That was a church. Saint you don't Saint have to Saba. lie. Yeah, yeah. You that,
1: was, to a that was a museum museum. That was a that was a church museum. <laughs> it was not an actual church.
0: <laughs> church slash museum,
1: <laughs> oh. wasn't it? Bro, I, I wasn't with you. I hold don't on. know. Hold on. Eric, <laughs> before on. they destroyed me, was, was oh. it called Salva? Bro.
2: It was the Temple of St. Uh, Slava.
1: <laughs> That's what <laughs> I was saying. And also, was there other people of the church there? Was I got to type you out because we got to move
3: on. This next section is too, too important. I got to move you on. All right. Slava in, in Serbia, every, Slava. Family, every family has <laughs> a, their own patron saint. And they celebrate we that saint.
2: you told there is no L. There is no L. <laughs> of, course Sama. Sama. of course, there's not. Of course, there's not. I got set up. <laughs> it was a setup. Yeah, yeah. No, to be. Me, I mean, I felt the white hot uh, light on me too. <laughs> yeah. and I just had to. He's like, is that is that the coffee that
3: we yeah. sell? No, no,
0: That's That's Strava. Strava.
1: <laughs> that's straw. <laughs> not right <laughs> just get to the point oh, hurry up you
3: guys have laughing so hard my
2: sight literally aches from laughing <laughs> that's the rock yeah. I,
0: no, that, that,
2: that's, uh, that's
3: that's kidney actually,
0: damage. that's actually that, that's kidney damage actually that's right. all the meat we've been eating
2: slava is
3: every family in serbia Pause. has a, a a saint and the, and and they celebrate on this that, that holiday so like everybody is passed down from generation to generation you have one and it's like hey my slava is this week or whatever we decided you know what dmvr we're a family here sure we're a family People watching would this say are a family. You yeah. know, we're a family. Yokmus is now Slava.
0: Dev and I aren't related, clearly. December
3: like. 15th, no longer Yokmus. We henceforth declare it Slava. The <laughs> Nugget sl- Slava. It's our
0: Slava. That's our or Slava. some would say
3: our Sava. <laughs> some, some might say our Sava and some might say our Shrava. Um All right, I want to get it serious here for a second as we get ready to preview Greece uh, uh, versus Serbia. A game I'm ex- exi- uh, very excited for. Very, very excited oh, for Jokic ya- Giannis oh. in Belgrade. <laughs> Playtime's over, fellas. Playtime's over. It's time to get to work. Brendan. you just had to be on the show, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> <That> Rocky <laughs> hour. <laughs> um, so, you know, p- p- this game means something different to me now than it did a week ago. And I mean that sincerely because mm-hmm. I feel like I understand it a lot more from the perspective of a Serbian fan. I'm not going to say that I understand it fully, but I understand it in a lot different of a way. Um, and I want to kind of walk us back a little bit. This is a World Cup qualifying arena. And I think there's something – and now this is going to be a mixture of me talking from personal perspective. And my perspective, I'm open to it being wrong. I've been here one week, guys. I don't know Serbia that you well. Know, that well. I'm trying to. I find it interesting and somewhat fitting that it's that stark arena. That, that that this game is here stark arena if you don't know was built originally was going to be built to host the 1994 world cup okay it was a big project you know a team will team will earn like oh you're going to be the host nation all right you build a big a big stadium here so what happened was sanctions arrived in serbia um in 1991 Hard, very hard times. I don't want to get into all the history and all the politics. I just want, just to, just as a point of reference here, that hard times. And again, I'm. I had a great conversation with uh, Milo Jovanovic. I want to, if you guys will forgive me, I know my American audience is going to want a sort of a teaser for this, but I might miss a detail here or there. And I kind of want. I hope you guys can kind of extend me a little bit of a leash here. Um, more research, obviously ahead to make sure I nail every it, dot, every i, and everything. But you know, sanctions arrive. In '91, very hard times, and we get to uh, you know the the breakup of, of Yugoslavia. So you're building this, and wild inflation. Like everybody's life's changed, you know, during that time here. Um, it was set to be completed, uh, you know, in time for that. It wasn't completed until 2004. This arena that we're going to, supposed to be re- completed in 1994 gets completed in, two th- in 2004.
1: A whole decade later.
3: A whole decade later, and by the way, I'm st- uh, think about the things that happened in that decade. Mm-hmm. You first have the sanctions in the, in the early 90s, you have the bombings, you know, in in the late 90s and in, uh, you know, at, at the end of it, so many things happened from the time that this was supposed to supposed to be there. Um, and There's a significance to – I can't remember what you were talking about earlier about this like circling the wagons and filling this. When Miroslav gave a presentation a while back and talked about how Jokic was the fifth or sixth greatest uh, Serbian player in in Serbian or Yugoslavian history and we all kind of laughed at it, I kind of understand a little bit better what he's saying. And he's not saying the best player, which I think it's no question in my opinion the two-time MVP is the best player. But he was trying to give a perspective here that I I respect more and appreciate now more than ever, and it has to do with the 1995 team that won uh, the gold medal at Eurobasket. And I want to rewind real quick and say that 1988, they come in Yugoslavia, comes in second in the Olympics. It kind of kicks off the start of a a 12-year run of of greatness for for basketball in Yugoslavia and and then Serbia. They come in second in the Olympics. They win Eurobasket in 1989, and they win it easily, easily they dominate they race through it they win by 20 points over Greece in the championship game and in 1990 you go to the FIBA World Cup and they get a win over the United States in 1990 and they also and they end up winning the World Cup so you win in 88 or you get second in 88 you win Eurobasket 89 you win FIBA 1990 and the 1991 Eurobasket this is when you know the war is starting to break out they actually lose a player in the semifinal game, somebody has to leave. Uh, has to leave the team. A Slovenian player end, ends up having to leave. What's going on?
2: They, somebody's pants looking like
3: they're no, naked no, again.
1: Let's go. We're ready. Tell us this history.
2: What happened? What happened? There, it's, it, the chat Somebody called him Dave instead of <laughs> Dave. But we listen. we you stop. We're trying to listen. No. We are inquisitive. We think that this is important. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wow. All right. (laughs) 1991 Eurobasket, another one where they race through, you know, they're they're a dominant team. So you're talking about a little, you know, a little legacy, a little three-peat we have going on in international competitions here. But in 1991, in the semifinal game, one of the players, a Slovenian player, is forced to leave the team. His home city city is getting bombed. Mm. Um, And it's really the breakup of Yugoslavia. They end up going on to win. They win the gold there, so it becomes a three-peat. The next year is 1992. Yugoslavia falling apart. And now Serbia is not allowed to compete, or, you know, I think at the time they're still going by Yugoslavia, but it's, you know, it, it, it shrunk at this point, not allowed to compete in the Olympics. And I have to tell you something, Miroslav sat here, Miloš sat right here, and both of them said, look, everybody talks about the Dream Team in 1992. This is a team that won three in a row in international competition, and by the way, they're all reaching their prime. They're all young at that point. They're entering their prime at 1992. This is international basketball. This isn't the NBA. Three years in a row, they also were unchallenged en route to winning these golds, you know, more or less unchallenged. And they say, look, I'm not saying they would have won. I'm saying I just wish we could have seen what happened if that team could have gone up against the Dream Team. And I know that's crazy. And it's funny because in the U.S. we saw the documentary, The Other Dream Team, about the Lithuanian team. And we think, oh, man, how crazy is it that Lithuania had a— peak team at the same time that the U.S. had a peak team. And I never had really heard the story of the Yugoslavian team or mm-hmm. Serbian team at this, at this point, that if they would just would have stayed together and been able to compete, and I have to tell you something, Miroslav, Milos, I love those guys. Their word doesn't mean that much in the grand scheme of things against <laughs> people like Michael Jordan or what have you. Dr. Milan Dosad said the exact same thing mm-hmm. when we met with him. He said the exact same thing of, like, you guys, listen, you don't understand, man. Like, that team... They had a real chance against the. They team. had that dog in against them, the for dream sure. team. <laughs> against the dream team. Now our American audience is going to scoff at this. Look, I don't know. I'm not alive. I just learned about this team this week. So how can I possibly tell you? But I want to. But I want to go on to, to to explain why this game again. Real, real fast on.
1: before you go too far. We didn't have this conversation, so this is our first time hearing yeah. it. Um, we actually got to go to the basketball federation.
3: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Um, we Serbian Basketball yeah. Federation, um, and they had the Yugoslavian team. They had pictures. They had signed jerseys. Um, we got to see all that. It was me, Vote, um, Kel, and, and Eric. That you know, we went our own on our own um, adventure today, um, and also um, our tour guide, uh, Stefan Popovich. Last, Popovich um, he also brought up the same thing about. He didn't really? say that they would win. He was just like, I would love to see yes. what that looks like or what that would have been. Um, Just to kind of gauge what type of team and how important that team truly was because he's not saying that they would have won. He's like, I think that they would have shocked a lot of people to see um, on a broader scale how good that team was and how, you know, great Serbian and Yugoslavian basketball truly was.
3: And is it so crazy to think? I mean, the Dream Team was still a collection of the greatest players in the world. I still believe that. I, the talent was still greater, but it was still kind of a thrown together, like, let's do this. We're so great, yeah. we can do it. And I do think there's something to... The, the the FIBA game is different enough that it lends to these differences that, hey, man, it takes... And then you're talking about a team that just won three golds in a row. Like, this was a team that was forged, that was formed. Um, you get into 93. So 92, they couldn't compete in the Olympics. 93, Eurobasket, couldn't compete in Eurobasket. 94, FIBA World Cup, couldn't compete in that one. And in this entire time as they're sort of out you know um, abandoned right by 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 the global community in large part greece agreed to train with them and in lar- mm. large ways kept them fit kept them together allowed them to kind of keep their program going so they weren't just sitting on their their hands for all these years so they would train with them and, and, and do different friendlies and this or that um and that brings us to 1995 when they allowed, when finally it, sanctions are lifted you're allowed to go back and compete and we get into eurobasket 1995 and where does it take place in athens greece mm-hmm. and in the semi-final game a very contentious game at greece actually gets eliminated by serbia so this team that you had trained with that had been kind of friendly to you all of a sudden you beat them in a contentious game and boy did athens turn on serbia booing them uh, a, a, a famous chant about you'll never lift the cup. I'm screwing this up, so I don't want to go too far into it because I'm screwing up the details here. I know for sure, but it becomes a very contentious thing. And what do we know about Serbians from before this? Not everybody's against us. That's when we dig in and we become the best. We're the underdogs, and you're going up against Lithuania, who's featuring um, uh, Mar- uh, uh Sabonis, Arturis Karnasovis. They're this is their two European superpowers, kind of at the height, meeting at each other in the final. And what do we get but Georgievich? going for, I think, 41 points, makes nine three-pointers, I think, mm-hmm. in that game. Mm. The game of his life. The game of his life on the wow. h- on the highest stage. And you're thinking about this team that you wonder from 1991 um, all the way to 1995 what could have been. And they finally get back on the stage – slight underdogs in this and they have the best game of their career uh this incredible underdog story this resilient story um and they get the win there and I just think it was such a cool story that I hadn't heard and for me it sets the stage because when Voya and Miroslav and these guys are talking about greatness in Serbian basketball players this is a big part of it is yes they're club teams and they've had different guys go off and do great things but this idea of like yes but when we come together and we get to express basketball in the truest way that Serbians know how this is kind of one way that we measure our own greatness. And those guys that did that on that stage as underdogs and, 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 un- and with the backdrop of those things happening, by the way, in the world, you know, that means something a little bit different. So I find an f- interesting full circle. And you have different eras later on. The golden generation later, they get the wins in 2002 and, and, and it, later on in the 90s and this or that. And you have different people that have kind of stepped in there. And it brings me to this. Coach Pesic is one of the iconic coaches in Serbian basketball history this is sort of his swan song. He's back now with this, with this with this national team, most likely for a year, maybe two, maybe three, who knows, but it won't be long. Jokic, this is the first time he's been the guy with the Serbian national team. Last time he played, Tejadosic was there. You know, they had some different guys. To me, this feels like a bit of a full-circle moment in some ways that we're going back to Stark Arena, that we're going back to this site that, you know, represents in some ways, at least to me, I don't know if it does to Serbians, but I'm looking at it, and I at least can see this, this storyline of it, represents this like lost opportunity of 1994. And I think that it's just kind of interesting as a reset and an opportunity for Jokic to go out and do this. I'm not trying to put the pressure on him. It's a team game. This isn't an individual thing. But I do think it's something interesting that we're seeing what I perceive to be the best player in Serbian history in this moment in time, now going up against Greece, by the way, of all teams, uh, for this World Cup qualifier, and an opportunity to kind of put a stamp on this new generation and lead them into new ways. And I just thought, it. when I learned these stories, I almost want to cry, like hearing about these things because I see it and I'm like, man, this is a really good story that I think provides context that people back in the U.S. are like, there's a game, what time's it on, this or that. And yeah. you think like, man, the roots run deep here
2: mm-hmm.
3: for this specific game that most
2: people in the U.S. don't even know about. I mean, that's a very, very well uh, told uh, <laughs> story of something that's like, uh, I mean, it, there is what we just sort of like very loosely we're talking about that just the pride, the long, the long narrative, like what all of these things mean as a sporting event can be so much larger than the, uh, you know, just the the fans in the stadium and then the, the cheering and the, the, this and the, that, like it is, uh, I mean, all of this is coming to all of us in, in various ways and at various levels, the longer that we're here is just sort of understanding not only our place in the world, but sort mm-hmm. of like the larger story of the world itself. I mean, especially for people from America, we are so isolated. We don't have we have almost nothing in common with our any of our neighbors. I mean, we have Canada, we have some similarities with. We have almost no similarities with our neighbors to the south because they were we weren't na- like nationally or naturally formed. We just sort of like appeared there, and so we've just been left to create our own uh environment and our own storyline this is so much different over here like this is the story of the entire human race in a way and so it's like so interesting to dive into it and understand just the gravity of things that seem trivial from afar um
1: i mean like all jokes aside, you, you make the, the comment about wanting to cry. Like that one meant something to you. Mm -hmm. That one you, you were passionate about, um, emotional in a way. And, um, it's great to see like how much you truly care. I think it's great to see, um, how much they understand how much you truly care, putting in that extra work, um, to tell their story, to, um, you know, say their struggles and, and put it out loud. Like, um, that, that means a lot. I know to a lot of people. Um, and really that's, that's why we're here um that's truly why you're here and you brought us here to experience it all and to um know it in a, a different level um like that was great that was great and i like just appreciate it all truly
3: kel okay, well, cue, cue that outro music so it's it's one of those things like we came here <laughs> not that not that outro music there vote <laughs> um like we came here to learn a lot of things like a lot of you guys on you've been following us most, most closely i imagine on social media and through the show and this or that and so much of what we've been doing is like shots of rakia <laughs> hey let's have some yeah, yeah, yeah. pizza. like you know it's like crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. like this or that i want you to know that there's been a lot going on besides that like that's been a big part of it man everybody's embraced us and this or that but there's been a real education that's been going on, and some of that education has been coming through, Rocky, through Absolutely. the different food and this yeah. or that. But some of that education has also been through those conversations that we had at 3 o'clock in the morning every mm-hmm. single night i've been out till three o'clock in the morning it hasn't just been because we've been doing shots or this or that it's because a lot of times when you're doing shots or this or that at, at 11 o'clock that leads to conversations at two and three o'clock Absolutely. in the morning and um and, and these conversation that i'm again i hope you guys forgive me i saw some people in the comments like adam you might want to check the notes or this or that like i might have missed a detailer here or there but I, but the general sentiment i think is right that you know I, we do have this better understanding, like in, in in between all of the fun and all the good times, like there's been a real sense of like education for all of us on, yes. on, on not just the basketball, but how those things really, those roots really run deep. And, um, I know the people of Serbia have been thankful for us coming out here because they've shown us that gratitude, but we are equally, if not more thankful for the education that we've received sure. through all of this emotional
2: education, yes. basketball education. And, and the Rocky is education. It's, it, Reminds you to enjoy life yeah. There's so much pain in the world yeah. There's so much difficulty That you come through And it's like You also have to celebrate things You also have to be reminded Of like what is important On so many levels Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, One person said
3: That was great Adam But I still prefer Eric I typed that That was you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys We do have a show We have one last day here Come meet us out Throw, out, throw it up on the screen again yeah. Where are we going Um What was it called again? Do you remember that, The name of this place? I don't remember. Throw it up on the screen one last time so that everybody can see. Come out and hang out with us. 4.30 tomorrow. We're going to be there. If you have to be there a little late, don't worry about it. Don't worry no, about it.
2: No, no, no. There's no such
3: thing as late. Yeah. We may. Unless, unless we're gone. You then you're late. Don't have tickets to the game? It's possible. It's, it's possible. possible. Check Twitter. We may have it's, a ticket or two. It's possible. We may it's have possible. a ticket or two, or three, or four, or five to get. It it's know, possible. Extra ones. We're not. We're not promising. We're not anything. promising that. I'm just saying it's a possibility that that can happen. So, we hope to see everybody out tomorrow. Our last day here. Come say hi. Come give us a hug. Let's hang out. Hit that like button on the way out, everybody. Jibali.